And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Welcome to a new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm your host, Kevin, and today we are going to be talking about a number of things, uh, not, um, I mean, including uh, some Jordan Peele talk. We're going to be talking about Jordan Peele. We'd be talking about some uh, some Batfleck. Uh, we're going to be talking about some PlayStation 5 goodies. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, some cool stuff that's streaming. Uh, we're going to be kind of running the gamut here. So, uh, you know, let's just uh, get into it pretty soon. Um, so, so first, I just want to say um, hi. How is everybody doing? I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's staying cool. Uh, it's been really hot up here in Portland. Um, and yeah, I know other parts of the country are, are really, really hot too. It's summer. It's expected. Um, and I hope you guys are staying cool, uh, staying safe, and taking care of each other um, when you guys can, because that's super, super important. Um, so I, I um, my voice, I do apologize if my voice is a little bit... Um, scratchy today um i went to a concert last night uh newfound glory one of my favorite bands of all time um i got to uh they were celebrating the 20 20th anniversary of their their breakthrough record uh sticks and stones uh which is just kind of an all-time uh an all-timer for me uh, especially when it comes to the pop punk um genre uh they're one of the guys who do it the best um and are still doing it really really well um of course there were the bands you know who kind of created the genre, you know, back in the, in the mid two thousands, it was a green day and, and blink One Eighty Two and, and uh, all those guys. And they're fantastic. They're some of my favorites as well. Um, these guys, uh, you know, as, as, as you all are pretty well aware, I'm a little bit older. I'm 42. I was born in 1980. Uh, so these guys didn't come around until I was already in my twenties um, or well, late teens, early twenties, probably about 2021, this album sticks and stones didn't come out till 2022. So I was already 22. Uh, but sometimes you, you just kind of grasp on to an album when it hits and it feels like you've known them forever. Uh, and that's the kind of music I've listened to since I was a teenager. Um, so I know I'm going off on a tangent here, um, but they're amazing live. Um, they have these other bands, uh, Be Well and um, Four Years Strong, who's another band that I've kind of been dabbling in every now and again over the past few years. Um, they put on a freaking amazing show. Um, Newfound Glory, I've seen them. So I did the math. I've seen them six times now. I know that's like nothing for some people. Some people have seen some of their favorite bands a dozen times. 20 times, 25, 30, whatever. Six times is a lot for me. Um, I think, I honestly think they're the band I've seen the most. And every single time they put on an incredible show. Last night was no different. I've been to two concerts this summer. Uh, normally me and my wife like to kind of do a couple different, uh, you know, a few different shows a year. Uh, but obviously the last few years with COVID and everything's been a little crazy. Uh, we generally pick the kind of the smaller shows of bands that we love. Um, 
And earlier this this year, we we went to another anniversary show. Um, this band called Motion City Soundtrack, who is also one of our, our favorites. It was actually one of the first concerts me and her ever went to together. It was a uh, Motion City Soundtrack and Say Anything was the very first concert we ever went to together. But uh, this time they uh, uh, they did a, they had an opening band called uh, the the All Get Out. Um, they were amazing. But Motion City Soundtrack is another one of my favorite bands. They were celebrating 15 years of uh, Commit This to Memory which is just an outstanding album. You know, it's these albums that, you know, so both concerts I've been to this summer, it's like, you know, the album from beginning to end. So you're singing, you're rocking, you're, you're there, you're in the zone. Um, and I love that. And it's kind of a really cathartic experience. I think for a lot of people, uh, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, yeah, I like, I really miss going to concerts uh, with COVID. You know, I miss going to the movies. I miss going to concerts. Uh, I missed going to theme parks. I used to live in Southern California. So we, you know, we're at Disneyland quite often. Um, but um, yeah, I missed all these things. And then being able to do them again is just uh, so much fun. And I know uh, we still need to be safe. So it's still out there. Be careful, guys. But um, it's always great kind of being in a, a room full of people who are all into the same thing. Oh, Comic Cons were another thing, like going to Comic Con. Last year was was just this amazing experience. Um, just a bunch of people who are into the same stuff that you are. There's something really, really cool about that. And uh, yeah, and I hope you all are able to enjoy some of the things you love. Um, you know, now that, you know, things are pretty much open again. Bands are touring, comic cons are open. Um, but again, be safe, please. Um, you know, take whatever precautions you find uh, necessary. Um, and whatever the venue finds necessary, uh, just follow the rules and have fun. It's going to be a good time. Um, so yeah, so we did that yesterday. So my voice is a little bit shot and, um, hope you guys forgive me if, um, some things just kind of sound a little bit, uh, out of whack with me today. <laughs> um, so, um, I did want to talk about, so I was, so I did kind of want to talk about this because I'm really excited. Uh, we were lucky, uh, very lucky. Uh, my wife scored a PS5 uh, last week, I think it came on Monday. Um, I, 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 unfortunately I missed out on the PS4 era. Uh, yes, I got a Xbox one when it came out, a decision that I've, uh, grown to, you know, I appreciate the Xbox one. I really like the Xbox one and I've always been an Xbox guy, especially when it, um, you know, I think I, I was always a, you know, Nintendo and then PlayStation came out. I was still Nintendo. And then um, PlayStation 2 was one of my favorite systems of all time. Like I, I jumped to PlayStation 2 as quickly as I could. Um, you know, I prefer that over the, the GameCube and even the um, <clears throat> the original uh, the original Xbox. Or, you know, when that original Xbox came out, I was up with PlayStation all the way. Um and then the PS3 and the Xbox One came out. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. PS4 and the Xbox One came out. And I just felt more compelled to get an Xbox One. I felt like Xbox One had the games I wanted, even though it wasn't very many. Um, and I got that instead. Uh, again, I'm not regretting my decision per se, but after like going through the years with... with um, PlayStation owners getting these really great games. You got games like God of War and you got games like The Last of Us and uh, Spider-Man, all these really fantastic games. You know, I was like, oh, why'd I get an Xbox One? 
um, Xbox One did, you know, has a share of really, really great games. Uh, most of the games I did play on the Xbox One were games that I could play on, you know, that were cross, um, cross play with any of the systems. Um, they weren't necessarily system specific. Personally, I'm not a Halo fan, so Halo was kind of out of the question for me. Um, I think that the, uh, oh, Sunset Overdrive was kind of the big one that kind of got me to go to Xbox One. I really, really love the style of that game. Kind of reminded me a lot of Lollipop Chainsaw. Um, just that kind of just goofy kind of punk rock attitude, uh, just really fun, goofy gameplay. Um, <clears throat> so I really enjoyed that. Um, but then I found out that company, uh, they started you know, they went over to uh, PlayStation, Sony, and they made the new Spider-Man game or the Spider-Man game over there. So I was kind of bummed out. Um, but now I have a PS5. So it's great because I can go back and play, obviously, all the PS4 games that I missed. Um, so there's a bunch of games I have downloaded. We got the PlayStation Pro. Um, you have to forgive my dogs. If they're loud. I apologize. Um, we got the PlayStation Pro. I think it's PS Pro. Um, where you get, uh, we, we got the high tier, so you can get basically any of the games that you want to play. Um, and, uh, or, you know, they have a big selection, a big library of games that you could basically play for free. Um, there's a bunch of great games on there. Um, there's all the Assassin's Creed games, which is awesome. There is, um, gosh, there's like the new Guardians of the Galaxy game, the Avengers games on there. Um, we won't talk about that. Um, but there's a bunch of great games and uh, even newer games. So I was really, really surprised when I saw what games were available on there. One of them that was available was one of the reasons why I actually wanted a PS5 was for a game called Stray. Um, and, you know, but besides that, you can also get games like Spider-Man and, you know, the remastered for the PS5 and the Miles Morales and all these other things. But anyways, let's talk about Stray real quick because Stray, um, I don't know, you know, if you guys don't haven't heard of Stray, go look it up. Uh, it's an incredible game. I've been playing it, and it's this really, really cool dystopian world kind of steampunk, uh, cyberpunk, uh, not steampunk, cyberpunk style game. And you play as a cat. You play as a regular cat. Um, and you have this little uh, companion with you. Um, they call him B12. Um, but he's just this little droid that translates the... Um, you know, all the, you know, the world has basically been overpopulated by robots. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't really know what happened to the humans. Uh, I haven't got that far in the game, but, um, you know, it's been overpopulated by uh, cyborgs and droids and things like that. And you're basically trying to navigate, you get lost, you get separated from your, um, from your uh, litter and um, you're trying to find your way home or to the, the the sunny place basically where the outside of this dystopian kind of little neighborhood um what they call it you know a lot of it's you know they call it the slums um it's just a really really fun game you play as a cat and uh there's these little thing called zergs that are kind of taking over the city there's these little um micro these little uh monster slug thingies and they chase you and you have to get rid of them and um they're kind of the enemies while you're trying to navigate through this world and it's just a really sweet story uh the playability is really really fun i'm about halfway through i'd assume right now um the story is compelling it's gripping it's um you really care about this world like you get totally immersed in it even while you're being a cat um there's a meow button you can meow as much as you want some people love that. 
Um, you can also, um, there's a lot of cool things you can do. You could get upgrades and things like that. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to play. I've been playing it for the past week and I'm just like totally in love with it. And I think it's fantastic. Uh, there are games that I'm, that are on the docket to play. I've downloaded uh, Spider-Man um, and the Miles Morales, which I'm, I'm super excited to play those. Um, I've been waiting to play those for a long time. Um, I actually thought about buying a PS4 just for Spider-Man. I heard they're great though. Um, Last of Us is on there as well. I started playing it for the PS3, but I never really got too far in it. So I got the PS4 remastered version. I know they're doing a remake for the PS5, um, but right now I think I, I, I know that I just want to try it and play it because I hear the story is incredible. I kind of know the story a little bit just from it being out so long and being in the zeitgeist for so long. Um, but um, I'm looking forward to, to um to going on that adventure that looks like a fun and plus the tv show is coming out uh, i think next year on hbo um from the guys who did chernobyl and stuff like that so i'm looking forward to that because i like the pedigree of the people involved pedro pascal is um going to be playing the dad and uh it's gonna be really cool so i'm looking forward to kind of getting the the source material um kind of getting to know it a little bit better um before the show comes out so yeah um so what are some of your guys' suggestions what game should i play i've already got kind of a list but um but i would love to uh hear from you guys and see what you guys recommend playing on the ps5 oh the horizon series is on there too uh it was on my list at least the first they came with the second one i haven't played the second one yet so i'm gonna wait till i play the first one then i'm gonna play the second one looks like a game that's right up my alley i love action adventure games i love one of my favorite game series of all time which we'll talk about this a little bit more in a few uh but the tomb raider series especially the rebooted um uh, tomb raider series is one of my favorite uh game series i love the action aspects of it um this really kind of gives me that vibe at least gameplay wise and everything like that i know the story is nothing like it but i really like that um so i'm looking forward to that one as soon as i can um so yeah give me your suggestions guys you guys can hit me up on twitter facebook instagram like uh, Twitter, it's at Kevin underscore Hoskinson and everything else is pretty much the same. Just Kevin Hoskinson, H-O-S-K-I-N-S-O-N. Find me on there. Uh, add me as a friend. Uh, if you're on Twitter, add me, uh, follow me. I'll follow you back and we can chat. We can talk. Um, Facebook, Instagram, any of those guys. So feel free to hit me up. Um, speaking of Tomb Raider, speaking of Tomb Raider. Um, so they did a reboot of... MGM made a film a few years ago starring Alicia Vikander as Laura Croft, uh, which was pretty well received. I think it was, I thought it was pretty well done, to be honest. There were some things about it that kind of, eh, kind of bothered me. But for the most part, I thought it was really well done. I felt like we finally got a decent Tomb Raider movie and I thought she was perfectly cast. Um, well, turns out, uh, the, you know, the, the sequel's kind of been in the talks for a long time. Well, it turns out MGM didn't act soon enough to get the sequel greenlit in order for them to keep the rights of the movie in their hands. Um, it's kind of a bummer, man. Like I'm, I'm super excited to see another, uh, she's out. Um, everything's just been totally dropped. Supposedly this huge bidding war going on in Hollywood. One of my buddies on uh, Facebook, actually, his theory is that uh, Disney is going to swipe it up and just make like a Hulu, uh, just put it on, make, make a, you know, cheap movie, put it on Hulu, get it out there. Um, I wouldn't put it past them. Who knows what they're going to do, but that wouldn't be the worst idea uh, or not. I mean, it probably wouldn't be a great idea, but um, hopefully 
um, I think I want Disney to kind of step back and let 20th Century Fox or someone take care of it. For early word on something like Prey, for example, there's a new movie called Prey, which is set in the Predator universe that's going to be coming out to Hulu on next Friday. Early word on that is it's fantastic. Um, but that was obviously a 20th Century Fox movie um, before um, Disney bought them. So they just put it on Hulu and it's supposed to be really good. So I'm looking forward to that. But anyways, hopefully they do something like that with this series get a really good filmmaker, get someone who really cares about the franchise. Uh, and if you did want to put it on Hulu, that's fine. Uh, let's just make sure that the quality is there because uh, Tomb Raider is a story that is, um, there's so much mythology there and so much story there. And I know they're trying to focus more on the newer reboot trilogy than anything else, but there's so much backstory, there's so much stuff in the older games too that you can um, that you can base it off of. Um and you could put this version of Laura Croft in those kind of stories and everything, and it'll still work. So hopefully they find someone who, who can actually do that. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, there's also some other movie news I wanted to talk about. Um, so Batfleck is back. Uh, ben Affleck is back as Batman. Listen, I know it's kind of been back and forth. He's going to be showing up in The Flash Um uh, that movie that's, you know, with Michael Keaton as the other Batman uh, later this year. Um, but he's been confirmed for Aquaman 2. Um, Aquaman 2 is in production right now. Uh, Jason Momoa had, um, he put a selfie of him and Ben Affleck on Instagram and he confirmed that uh, Ben Affleck is in the new Aquaman movie. Obviously we know who he's going to be playing. Um, that's exciting. It's cool. I like Ben Affleck as Batman and Bruce Wayne. I think he's fantastic. I just need him. I just wish he had better material to work with. I feel like he would be a really, really good Bruce Wayne or, you know, he's, he's a great Batman, but I, I just wish he had better stuff to work with. And I, I feel like with his own movie, um, a Ben Affleck directed Batman movie, like was supposed to happen would have been incredible. Um, obviously that's not happening now, but we can dream who knows what's going to happen with all this multiverse stuff and all this, um, all this stuff uh, going on. So it can still happen one of these days, I guess I, I, that would be interesting to have Pattinson's Batman going on at the same time as Affleck's Batman. Be pretty cool. They'd be totally different worlds too, which I think they can do some really, really cool things with that. They never have to meet. They never have to come face to face. Um, they could just be, uh, you know, live in their own separate universes, which is great. Um, so that'd be cool. Um, and also, I, I kind of want to bring up, um, so DC uh, League of Super Pets, the animated film, uh, came out this past weekend. The movie stars, you know, The Rock, Kevin Hart, Keanu Reeves, um, all these incredible people, the people that, you know, the, the people that go see movies, um, go see the movies for, especially like The Rock and Keanu. Um it, it actually um, under underperformed. It was supposed to, they were estimating you know, um, they're estimating more than it did. Um, it was a $90 million, it was a $90 million budgeted animated feature. Um, it pulled in 23 million at the box office. Um, I have, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. It looked, it looks freaking, it looks fun. Like it looks like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, this isn't anything about the quality of the movie itself. Um, I saw one take on Twitter about how this movie shows that the public doesn't care about Superman. And I think, first of all, I think that's completely false. I think the public 
doesn't care what DC is doing with Superman right now, but I do think there is a hunger for Superman. Um, so this movie, you know, for those of you who don't know, The Rock plays um, Superman's dog and Kevin Hart plays kind of Batman's dog. And um, it focuses on them. It's kind of like Secret Lives of Pets, but like what if they were the, the pets of superheroes? Um I don't have to explain this to you guys. I'm sure you guys know what this is. Anyways, underperformed. No one knows why, really. I mean, you still have the minions going strong. You still have all these other things. These family feature films should be doing a lot better than they should. 23 million isn't horrible. Um, it's still a, um, a respectable number. It's just like they're just comparing it to the budget. Um, personally, I think it did pretty well. Um, you know, I'd say 23 million is, is good. Um, there's going to be a bunch of kind of theories and stuff about why, you know, why this movie failed and it has nothing to do with you know they're going to bring up dc being woke they're going to bring up all these things there's nothing to do with any of that um it's just you know it's just not in the zeitgeist you know which is fine uh i look forward to seeing it i'm gonna take my kids to see it uh it's been getting decent reviews i think um anyone with with kids and from what i've read about the reviews were like hey if you have kids you know you're not gonna you're not going to hate yourself for going to watch this with them. You're going to have a good time. And that's all you can ask for with these kind of movies, right? Just good. Um, so I can't wait to take my kids to go see it. It's going to be a, it's going to be a really good time. Um, so the, the top, you know, the top box office earners um, this weekend, uh, you know, it still came in at number one though. It still came. So um, DC Super Pets still came in at number one and it has an A minus cinema score, which is good. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's talk about the second place um, film, uh, which is one of the subject, one of the things we're going to talk about today, which is Nope, uh, Jordan Pill's new film. Um, it opened up last weekend and it fell to second place. It still has an 18.6 million with a 58% drop, which was less than expected, which is good. Um, so far, the film has pulled in 80 million, $80.6 million. And opening weekend, it actually hit, um, since us, it's the first um, original um, film to come out that actually opened number one at the box office. Uh, rated R original film, nonetheless. Um, that's good. I'm actually really excited for it. Um, but let's talk about Nope because I haven't um, really been able to talk about it to you guys. I don't know how many of you guys have seen it. Um, so Nope is the third, the third feature film directed by Jordan Peele. Um, Get Out uh, years ago was, I think, one of the biggest surprises, um, specifically, you know, for somebody who, you know, you have a certain perception of someone's career, right? And you're like, this person, which isn't a, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it just happens, right? You see someone like uh, Jordan Peele and he's the funny guy. He's the funny man. He's the, um, you know, Key and Peele was such a, uh, uh, a great show, a very influential show. And it did some really, really great things. And it's a genius show. Um, and we know that, that, you know, Obviously, both of those guys are to total geniuses and they're amazing. They're great. They're fantastic. Um, but then you find out he's going to be directing a horror movie. And I think a lot of people were kind of like, okay, well, <clears throat> this could go one of two ways, right? Or this could go a few different ways. It's either going to be really good um, or it's going to uh, be just not good. And a lot of people, I remember the chatter kind of around it. 
people were really excited once they saw the trailer, but beforehand it was very much like, what is going, what is this? What is going to happen? Like what, what kind of movie is Jordan Peele making? Like universal is giving them all this money to make this thing. Um, and this is an insider um, rambling that I'm talking about from fans and, and uh, just your average Joe was just wondering what this was going to be. Um, what we got was a masterpiece. What we got was a modern um, horror masterpiece that had a lot to say about like any good horror should, it had a lot to say about the state of the world. Um, and any, you know, all horror movie has that. Um, all horror movies have that. And when done right, it's super, super effective. And get out was one of those that was super effective. And it made a lot of people look in the mirror and be like, what is, going on in the world today and i think it opened a lot of eyes unfortunately you like shouldn't need a movie to open eyes but that movie did it um and the movie was just uh you know a psychological thriller uh just this really fantastic piece of piece of art like it really is a uh, piece of art uh, there are so many frames in that movie that you can just pause freeze frame and put on a poster um and make a poster out of it because it's just beautiful to look at the scores incredible too. Um, he's worked with the same composer for all three of his films, uh, Michael Abels, and he's just creates these great moody pieces um, for all three of his films so far. Um, so after get out a couple years later, us comes out and us just explodes. Us just kind of becomes the biggest um, opening all time of a of an original R rated um, that wasn't based on any IP. It's just this original film, horror film, opening to these massive numbers. And of course, a lot of that was the hype from Get Out, um, what he did before and stuff like that. Um, to me personally, Us is I just called Get Out a masterpiece, but Us is his masterpiece. Us is kind of um, he takes everything from Get Out and elevates it to the next level. Of course, there are different types of horror movies, right? He's really good at setting you in a different genre every time, even though it's all kind of horror. Um, you know, first one, psychological, uh, Get Out, psychological thriller. Us is a home invasion thriller, but with a massive twist. Um, I'm pretty sure most of you people have seen it. Um, if not, go watch it. Like it's it's incredible. And there, it's a great double feature, Get Out and Us. Uh, you kind of see him, you know, here's a, you know, with Get Out, here's a director who's who's very confident, but also uh, it's his first film. So he's he's trying his hardest not to, not to drop the ball and he doesn't. And it was fantastic. Us comes out and here's a director who feels so much more accomplished since the first time around, even though the first time was, did already feel accomplished. Um, he was able to take us places with us uh, that I was not expecting to go. Um, uh, Napita Nyong'o is just incredible. Like she's, she's one of my favorite actresses. Winston Duke is great too. Um, you know, they're all just fan, you know, Elizabeth Moss is great. Um, they're just an incredible cast, incredible story. And it gets you, it keeps you thinking till the end. Another fantastic score. Now we have Nope. Um, nope is the new film from Jordan Peele. Um, this is a film that you can't really talk a whole lot about without spoiling it. But there really isn't a lot to spoil, if that makes sense. Like I can tell you so many things about the movie. Like I can tell you, you know, what the movie's about 
and you'll still have no idea what the movie's about. Um, but I don't want to do that. Uh, I can, you know, I'm going to give you a vague description of what the movie's about. Um, you know, this brother and sister duo, they run the Haywood Ranch in California. It's a horse ranch, the first black owned horse ranch in Hollywood. Um, basically what they do is they loan out the horses to film productions and things like that. Um, and uh, they're played by uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. And they're freaking amazing. Like this, they steal the movie. Like I can just watch a movie with just them. Like they're the reason you watch this movie, right? Like they're just so good in this movie. And you feel, you really, really feel the dynamic and you really feel the, um, you, they feel like a brother and sister team. Um, anyways, they, they start to notice a, um, something mysterious happening over the farm. Um, there's, you know, obviously, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailers or not, but it's a UFO. They become obsessed with this UFO. Um, and just kind of right next door, um, you know, Stephen Yun plays a, um, a, a theme park owner just right down the road from where they live. Um, <clears throat> his name is Jupe and he owns this place called Jupiter's Claim, which is this theme park. Um, and every so often he promises his visitors a spectacle beyond belief, something you're never going to see anywhere else. Like, and it truly is like, it truly is like, like, you know, this, it's a little kind of hole in the wall, you know, a little off the map place. Um, but if you were to go here as a person, you would be getting exactly what he promises because you see things that you're never going to see anywhere else. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, and basically the movie is just focuses on how their kind of lives intertwine and how this UFO kind of, or yeah, how this uh, UFO kind of affects their lives. Um, and that's without giving away anything that, that happens in the movie. It's really hard to talk about it without giving it away. Um, one thing I did like about it was obviously the cast. The cast is great. Like I said, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Young, uh, Brendan Perea. Uh, he plays this character named uh, Angel Taurus. He was really funny. He was kind of the more comic relief of this of the movie. He works at Fry's, um, and he kind of helps them set up their equipment and stuff like that. And they, um, what well, actually one thing I will tell you is that they become obsessed with capturing this thing on film, right? So they become obsessed with that. Um, <clears throat> And the, the whole story kind of revolves around that. And there's um, this kind of idea with fame and, and, and uh, exploitation and things like that, that is deeply explored within the movie um, and how far we are going, you know, we are willing to go to um, accomplish, you know, to get famous, to become known, to become next level. Um, and that's kind of the, some of the themes that the movie tackles and does it really, really well. Um, Michael Wincott, he is just so he's one of my favorite. He was in The Crow. He was the villain in The Crow. And he was great in The Crow. And every time I see him, I think of The Crow. And um, he plays um, Antlers. He plays this character named Antlers, who's a cinematographer. And um, he plays into their story as well. I don't want to spoil why, but... Um, but the cast is incredible. The writing is good. So one thing I did have a problem with this movie. So I gave it a four out of five which is still really, really high up on the list. And I, I do think it's probably my, within my top three, within my top three movies of the year so far. Um, 
and it makes you think and it's really crazy and has this really great twist and it's all just fantastic. Um, there are some parts of it though that feel kind of dis disjointed and disconnected. Sometimes it doesn't always land or seem to uh, connect like it should. Like I think that they think it's going to um, with us as an audience. Um, it is kind of a slow burn at the beginning. So the first, it's a two hour movie. So the first hour is getting to know these characters, getting to live in their world, getting to know exactly what we're doing here and what they're doing there and what, why it's so important for them to kind of exploit this um, thing. Um, and that's great. And that's, that's actually uh, part, you know, that's obviously where you fall in love with the characters. You like, you really start to care about them. And, uh, you know, like I said, Kiki Palmer, she's just this next level actress. Like she is just uh, the, the standout. She's electrifying. She's just this, this force to be reckoned with um, in this movie. She's fantastic. I cannot emphasize that enough, how great she is. I love her so much in this movie. Um, and then the last hour of it is the action stuff is the um you know what is actually happening and what happens right it's it's uh you know it has a really really great climax um and there's just things in it that you've never seen before like truly like in a movie like this so this is more you know how he switches genres up so i wouldn't really consider this horror it's sci-fi thriller but there are scenes in this movie that will horrify you there are bits and pieces of this film that I'm still thinking about, even though I've seen it a week ago and that I'm still coming to terms with. Yeah. Like that happened. And I saw that. Um, I would recommend, you know, um, like I said, the so this is a, also a movie that it was shot with IMAX cameras, which is freaking incredible. You can tell I didn't see it in IMAX, but I would, I would recommend going to see it in IMAX because I can imagine it will enhance the experience. Seeing it on a regular size screen was still incredible, but I'm, I'm planning on seeing it again in IMAX. This is a movie that has, um, that relies a lot, a lot. So listen, I know it's a visual footage, you know, it's a visual, you know, um, medium. This movie relies a lot on, on what you see and what you don't see. And also, uh, what you hear. So not just dialogue. I'm talking about music. I'm talking about noises. I'm talking about things going on kind of all around you that you don't really, uh, that you can't really comprehend what exactly is happening. Um, that's the kind of experience it is. I recommend going to see it in like Dolby, um, at one of the Dolby Atmos theaters, going to see it in IMAX, going to see it with some enhanced, um, you know, sense there, you know, whether it's visually enhanced or, um, you know, uh, audioly enhanced, sorry, audio enhanced. I apologize. I'm learning words still. We're all good. We're all on the same page here. Um, go to see it in the biggest screen possible and with the best sound system possible, you will not regret it. Um, so if I had to rank, you know, I, so I, I, I still would say that no, is is definitely the weakest of his films. Um, my controversial take on his films is Us, Get Out, The Nope. Even though I love them all, like that's it's crazy. Like this movie is his quote unquote worst movie. It's not even worse. It's just his like lesser, but it's still phenomenal. Like it's still one of those movies you're gonna think about for a long time. Like he's only made three films. He's three for three. You know what I mean? And and I wouldn't even say, you know, this movie's not bad at all, but it is the weakest of his, of his films, but it's still great.
Um, I know I've said that a million times, but I have to emphasize just how great it is. Um, definitely go check it out. Another amazing score by Michael Abels. Um, and the way, one thing I, so Jordan Peele has this way of using music in a way that, that, you know, like in us, he used uh, five on it uh, in such a beautiful, creepy, um, just very uh, sinister way that kind of, it wasn't even sinister. It was kind of beautiful in a way, but it, it, it kind of enhanced the horror of the movie. This one, he does the same things with another classic 80s song uh, in a way where it's kind of like, you won't hear that song again, the same way. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just, he's the, the man's a genius. He, he um, does some incredible films. Uh, he produced the Candyman remake, the Candyman sequel that came out last year, which I thought was really, really great as, as well. Um, check that out if you haven't seen it. That's on Amazon Prime right now, actually. If you have Amazon Prime, you can actually watch it for free. So definitely check that out. But um, nope, go check it out. You won't regret it. It's 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 one of the, the coolest experiences you're gonna have at the movies this year. Um so yeah, um, one of the other things I kind of wanted to talk about before we start wrapping up here. Um, actually, there's a there's a couple things. Um, so I don't know how many of you guys have peacock out there, um, but if you do have peacock, um if you do have Peacock, uh, there's a show called The Resort, which started a couple weeks ago. Um, the It's such a bizarre. Um, sorry, I just need to check something real quick. I, I, I got to I got to remember what they're, um, you know, it's been a weekend. It's been hot and I'm trying to figure out everything. And I do apologize for that. Um but this, yeah, the resort, it's, 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 uh, it's kind of, it's a mystery. I don't want to call it murder mystery because I don't even know. There's only three episodes right now. Um, but it's about this couple who's played by, uh, so you got Kristen Milotti, Milioti, sorry, pronunciation is horrible. And William Jackson Harper, both of them are super, super talented. Um, Kristen, you might've seen in uh, Palm Springs. She's also been in a ton of other things. She's in the Apple TV series, um, Mythic Quest. She's in some other great things. William Jackson Harper is what he plays a cheaty on The Good Place. Um, he's one of my other favorite shows. I could do a whole episode on that. Um, but the resort is is kind of this. Uh, they're they're a couple, kind of on um, they're on vacation at this resort, and their relationship isn't going the best. It's not going very well, um, and uh, they stumble across this uh, upon this mystery that happened at the resort, and um, it becomes you know they start to unravel kind of this weird secret about the place, and it gets really weird. And like each episode kind of starts with this weird thing about um it's very philosophical and like um some stuff about possible time travel and like all these weird things and um uh it's 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 an it's an incredibly engaging funny uh dark um just twisted series that's on peacock and i really really enjoy it i really it, it Three episodes are on there right now. I don't know how long this season is going to be. If there's, if it's just going to be the first season, or if it's going to be just a mini series or whatnot. Uh, but I highly recommend checking it out. I just discovered it uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, we ran through the first three episodes. Um, and I, I want to know where the story's headed. Like I'm like uh, new episodes drop every Thursday. 
oh, listen, I'm so used to streaming everything like right away. <laughs> I'm used to binging it. Um, but the problem is if we were to binge it, it would have been done by now. Um, so um, yeah, check it out. Check out the resort. It's on Peacock. Um, I think you get Peacock for free for like a free trial or something too. Um, the, the Peacock has some actually really great stuff on it. I talk about Peacock a lot, I feel like on this podcast, but they got great stuff. They got some incredible, incredible stuff that, you know, that you won't find anywhere else. Uh, they have some great movies right now. They have the John Wick, all three John Wick movies. Um, and they have um, all kinds of stuff. Um all kinds of stuff on there. So definitely check it out. All ambulances on there, some great movies, but check out the resort. It's really, really good so far. I think you'll get hooked. I'd love to hear what you think. Again, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you like, and we can, we can chat, man. I'd love to get to know you guys a little bit. Um, and the last thing I want to bring up is there's this viral meme going around on the internet uh, that today, um, so I'm recording this right now on July 31st, which is Sunday. Um, George Jetson is born today. Um, so happy birthday, George Jetson. Um, but uh, one thing that I didn't know, I did not know. Back in 2017, ABC ordered a live action adaptation pilot of the, of the Jetsons. I had no idea this was a thing with Robert Zemeckis attached to direct the pilot. Um, that is insane. You know, Robert Zemeckis, Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, Castaway, all these great movies, What Lies Beneath, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is going to be directing a pilot for, and the upcoming Pinocchio, live action Pinocchio for Disney is going to be, He's. I don't know if he has already directed it, we just haven't heard about it or seen it, a pilot for the live action Jetsons show uh, for ABC. Um, nobody's heard anything really since 2017. Um, I think actually that was announced in 2019 that he was going to be directing it because the original announcement was 2017. Um, but we haven't heard anything about it. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, could be good. Could be exciting. Um, who would you guys cast in it? Man, that's a... You know, obviously his boss would have to be Danny DeVito, but there's a bunch of other, you know, who would play George, who would play his wife, who would play, you know, uh, Rosie the Robot. Uh, someone said Fran Drescher, which I think is a pretty, pretty good idea. Uh, Alroy, um, all those people. Um, let me know what you guys think. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, possibilities for these guys. So I'll keep you guys updated on that because I literally just found out about that today. And I'm very, very fascinated by it now. And I want to know what's going to happen. Who's going to, you know, who's going to be in it? Who's starring? What's going to happen of it? So, so we'll find out soon enough. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Um, I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. Um, again, I can't emphasize enough about that. Um have fun. Oh, this week, guys, tomorrow. So this this will be out by the time this comes out. But um, if you're listening to this, the Sanctum Sanctorum Lego set is out right now, uh, as well as the Atari 2600 Lego set. You guys should go pick them up or at least go to the Lego store and check it out because it might be something you'd want to pick up. Um, that, you know, Lego has been one of my biggest... Um, so those of you guys who know me decently knows that mental health is a really, really big... Uh, touching point for me. I really, you know, I try not to let it kind of not interfere, but let it kind of invade the other stuff I like to do and talk about. 
but mental health is just part of us being happy and who we are enjoying things that we are. And, and I'm a nerd. And obviously the name of the podcast is my public life as an American nerd. I hope you guys are all nerds too. And you know, there are times not, not all of us feel heard or listened to, or just feel depressed or sad or anxious or um, whatever the case may be. And you don't know why. Um, but like for me personally, um, Lego has been such a huge um, kind of way for me to kind of get my mind off of that and to focus on that. And to, it's been a huge anxiety relief reliever. Um, it's helped me through so many, um, so much mental health stuff. It's not even funny. Um, that's why I, I do talk about Lego a lot on the show too, as far when it comes to the toys of the week and stuff like that, because Lego has been such a, such a big part of my life. Um, and it's been such a huge part of my mental health journey. Um, so I like to talk about it and, um, also like to talk about movies, TV shows, everything else. And I hope you guys find your outlet and your guys thing to really, really kind of, um, help you get through your, your really hard times. You can, again, you can always talk to me too, wherever you want to find me, find me, we can chat, whatever. I'm always available. Um, I love talking to you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's let's make let's make sure everyone's okay. Um, and I don't mean to get too personal here, but um, it's super super important that that everyone is um, good and that everyone is happy. Um, let's make it happen, guys. Um, let's not be toxic to each other, and let's just have a good time and talk about nerdy things, which I think we can all do um, responsibly. Um, so that's it, guys. Thank you so much for joining me again. I I. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, I do host a couple more other podcasts. I host the um, Brick Therapy podcast for Pastrami Nation. Just look up pastraminationcom You could even go to their socials. Um, you'll find, um, I also write reviews for them and stuff. So go on there, check it out. Um, and we have a podcast, live podcast every Thursday night. So uh, one week, it'll be the Pastrami Nation podcast. The other week, it'll be the Brick Therapy podcast. Um, the Brick Therapy podcast, well, what else do we talk about but Lego? Um, and the Pastrami Nation, just all pop culture stuff. Same thing we do here, just uh, more of us. And we're just able just to kind of have fun and chat and just hang out with friends. It's always a good time. Uh, so check those out on YouTube, Twitter, um, you know, every Thursday at 7. Um Twitter, Instagram, wherever you find your socials. Um, yeah. So hope to meet some of you guys on there. Follow me, tag me. Um, and yeah, and I hope uh, y'all stay nerdy out there. Stay nerdy, America. And have a wonderful week. All right, you guys, I'm out. Take it easy. Stay nerdy. Bye. Bye.